What's up, everybody? We're back. Episode 6 of Rooftop Radio. You only got a two-day break from us this week. Uh, this is Cody Football alongside my co-hosts. Drellis, what's up? The Jair Bear. That was like a sigh, Jerry. Are you not happy to be here? Well, Cody, I'm never happy to be communicating with you. So. That's true. I really, I was disappointed when you said that you wanted to record tonight. But we're, whatever. we're just still out of breath from our basketball game, but we'll recover. <laughs> did did you guys win? We did. We finally got a W. Oh, look at you guys. You know who also won today? Duke by a lot. Care. <laughs> oh. Um, before we start, uh, we wanted to send our thoughts and prayers to the victims and victims' families of the shooting today at the Mercy Hospital, uh, just a, just a mile down the road from my house here. Did you guys hear about that? Yeah, it's horrible. Yeah, I was just made aware. Yeah, I was, I was getting ready to go to class and then like nonstop sirens for, you know, 20, 25 minutes and helicopters flying over. It took me well over an hour to get to class tonight. I believe it. But so, yeah, well, um, thoughts and prayers with the victims and the victims' families. Um, you know, it's terrible. But, um, you know, good news out of Chicago last night. The, the Bears um, still in first place. Uh, big win. Biggest win in, in a long time, right? Yeah. Biggest game since they lost. No, don't, the don't say it. Don't say it. <laughs> don't even say but it. Yeah. So, yeah, biggest win in quite a while. That is and, for sure. I mean, if you – didn't bet on the Bears last night. I didn't, but if um, I did not, I, would, I wanted to, but I couldn't get myself to because if they lost and I, I lost yeah. on top of it, I probably would not have gone to work this morning. But I was I'll just take the win. I stayed away from that game. I stayed away from the Rams game tonight. It just it scared me a little too much. But thinking about it, when I saw when you sent that video of Coach Q uh, ripping shots with the Red Line boys <laughs> in the. In the parking lot, I was like, damn, I should have been on the Bears yeah, right then. Yeah, that almost put me over the edge on throwing some money down, but I was able to restrain from that still. But um, so 25-20 final. Cody Parkey, big kick. Big bounce back. Mm-hmm. Big bounce back week. Um, I think Matt Nagy listened to the podcast when we told him he should be going for two. All the time. Yeah, apparently. And, and I'm curious. I don't know what you guys think because I still really haven't made up my mind. So he, he gets the field goal on the first drive of the game. So they kind of at least initially got it out of the way. Like, all right, he's not completely lost. He's got his head on straight today. But then they score the touchdown a little bit later on in the first quarter and they go for two. And I'm not certain. Maybe did they decide that they were just going to go for two early in the first half no matter what? Or was that still maybe a little sign of, hesitancy on maybe not having a whole lot of confidence in Cody. I don't really know what the mindset was there. Yeah, I mean, I kind of thought the same thing. I was like, I already made one, and then they were going for two, and I was like, what What the hell is going on, you know? I mean, I'm all and for then, it because, again, they only need to convert, like, what, 47% of the time, and you're going to come out even or a little bit ahead of just kicking the extra points. So I'm all for that. It was just kind of a little odd scenario. And then even when they did it on the defensive touchdown, that was the weirder part to me, that they brought the offense out for that reason when they weren't already on the field. So – Maybe that, he has some go-to plays that are just going to be real effective down there, and I'd be all for that. And yeah, it kind of, to me, it was like a statement almost, like biggest game of the year, biggest game for the Bears in so many years. You know, like I'm not going to make the same mistake of shying away. You know, I understand my kicker's having struggles, although he bounced back tremendously yesterday. You know, let's put our money where our mouth is and go for it and, and bury these guys. I, I loved it. I thought it was a big balls move by Nagy, and I'd like to see that. Yep, taking the training wheels off early. I like it. Yeah, and, um, and I mean both of that, like going for it and getting it, both of them proved was to be huge. a big time deal in terms yeah. of how close the game ended up being. Obviously, the touchdown late by the Vikings probably a result of just playing some real basic coverage, like base format defense. But I mean those those two extra points, in addition to what the normal extra points would have been, proved to be a pretty big deal. Yeah. yeah, and the second one really, I was like, "What are we, what are we doing?" You know, because I thought they were about it, to get too cute. Yeah, you so. kick it and you go up by fourteen, like you know, whatever. But then, or fifteen, whatever. You kick it, you go up by fifteen. I think it was. So I don't, I didn't understand yeah. it, but I liked it. Well, then when they run a team Hicks out there, and I'm like, "All right." Yeah, I was like, "Oh my friend. god!" Yeah, thought oh, maybe man. they were going to hand it to him, and then I mean, that's exactly what you're hoping Shaheen can bring him. Maybe not only on two point conversions. Hopefully, he's more <laughs> of a you know, overall threat of a big body target. But, of course, he, he makes the one play and gets concussed on it, so he probably won't be <laughs> playing on Thursday. But, 
Hey, thanks. Um, thanks for your time though. Yeah, right. We appreciate it. Great effort. Went up and caught the one ball he had thrown his way. So not bad. Yep. And on the, on the parky and Maggie having, you know, some, some ballsy calls there. I love the fact that he went for that field goal at the end there to put it away. I was, I was watching the gray list. I said, he needs to go for it or kick a field goal. Like you need to have confidence your offense or kicker. I was going to call for his head if he punted it there. You know, I know the defense is on fire and, you know, impermeable last night, but he showed he had faith in this guy. He came through and, you know, really put the game away, which was – And the best part of that, I don't know if either of you saw it, he winked at Cody from the sideline. Like, I didn't see it live, but I saw a recording, like a replay of it. So, the they called the timeout. They send him out there, and Nagy's walking down along the sideline back to get a better view of it, and he winks at Cody Parkey. Like, you got this. And, of course, right down the middle – yeah. Not much spot. leg on it, though. That no, was that's hard. the thing. I looked at Jerry halfway there, and I was like, dude, is it going to be enough? Like, it was right down the middle. The accuracy was never a question, but I thought for a second it was going to be dead center and be short. Oh, I was – Collapse. I mean, I all I wanted was kick it, kick it, kick it. Like, yep. I don't want to go for it and, you know, not get it, and then the Vikings have great field position. Just let's, let's win it or lose it on the leg of Cody Parkey. Yeah. And – Probably not what I wanted to say, but right yeah, after did. last week, I never thought that we'd be uh, saying that, but it worked out. And I mean, that is a massive statement win. I don't think the Vikings are performing as well as a lot of people would have expected coming into the year, but they're still a very strong defense. It's an offense that's proven they can score. So the, to be able to compete with a team, you know, for the first time this year that people, you know, have a fairly high regard of. They finally showed that they do belong. Um, I think in inside the walls at Hallis Hall and in the locker room, they, they believed that already. But yep. it was a nice statement win on national TV. Um, wasn't always pretty, but that's how you're going to have to learn how to win games, especially coming down late in the year. It isn't always pretty, so right. got to learn how to do that. I want to talk about the defense. How about oh, my God. Defense? I mean, Dre and I were talking, like – If you guys didn't know, Dre and Jerry are roommates since they yeah. seem to talk a lot, just – just throwing that out there. Yeah, I, I really pulled the short star there. Yep. Um, <laughs> but like, obviously, they're not all all pro, but they really don't have a true weakness. And AJ's like, if I had to pinpoint on defense, if I really had to pinpoint a weakness, I'd probably pick their second corner. Which Prince Mugamaro is not a horrible choice for your second corner, but I mean, top your first bottom, corner is a horrible choice. Right, Akeem Hicks is just a freaking monster. Oh. Bill Mack, nothing else need to be said. You know, like. Danny Trevay from Roquan Smith, the solid linebackers that you'll get across the league, you know. And Leonard Eddie, Floyd Eddie looked Ball better. Hawk. Eddie Ballhawk, we, uh, that's a, an original name from Deep Dish Sports. Dubbed we're coming out with a shirt on that. We might have to come up with a shirt. Oh, I don't know who we're going like to design that, but Eddie Ballhawk. I mean, the guy's not – not only is he pl- making plays on the ball, but he is one of the best at just the gang tackling. Like, he's the first one there. If somebody gets stood up, he's right there in the mix all the time. Yeah. And they're really – for the first time since the Brian Urlacher, Lance Briggs defense is like in the middle of their heyday, it is a party at the football when guys have oh, the yeah. ball and they're running across the middle. Everyone's mm-hmm. trying to get there and make a play on it, and that's what makes this defense exciting. Um, you know, it was exactly how they used to play. The first time the Vikings started to have a little bit of a threat, Khalil Mack goes and forces the fumble and recovers it himself. Mm-hmm. Late in the yeah. first half, they're about to score again. They get some pressure, interception to end the half. So, you know, it's the, it's the bend but don't break when they need it. But yep. they're they're bending even a lot less than they used to because they're just really in there making making a lot of pressures and disrupting the offense a lot. Yep. Horrible and, throws by Kirk Cousins too. Oh my goodness! Yeah, it's some bad throws. <laughs> um, obviously, we know Khalil Mack is just an absolute beast, but he's such a low-key savage, like how he talks in the post-game interviews. You know, they're talking about that play where he literally took one arm and shoved a 300 That was the, the most, the one of the most unreal things I've ever seen. <laughs> and it looks so easy, and he goes, I mean, I'm trying to get the quarterback, and if I have to put someone on their butt to do so with one arm, that's what I'll, have, that's what I'll do. Like, he says it so confidently and cocky, but not, like, over the top. It's like, damn, I would not want to, I would not want to see that guy in an alley in the street fight ever. <laughs> oh, God, no. Well, and it's funny because, like, I, I stayed up a little after the game and I watched, like, they did, like, a 10-minute National Post game. They kind of half-assed that. <laughs> then you flip over to the uh, the local guys and they got Lance Briggs and Forte and Alex Brown on there. And that, you know, I think they do a great job on that post game. But so they go and they show all these interviews with the guys. And after, I think, the second or third one, 
uh, Alex Brown, I think it was, made a comment. It's like, hey, guys, like, it's okay to have some fun. Like, in the locker room during the uh, interviews in front of the media, they're all business. It's all, you know, how we can get better, areas that they, you know, maybe missed opportunities on, um, and just kind of passing off the, uh, the praise to teammates, which is great, and you love to see that. Um, and I think it's a pretty good balance because it looks like they have a ton of fun on the field. They have the say, celebrations. They're all out there jumping around, laughing with each other. But then they get in the locker room and they're not satisfied with what they're doing now. So I think they could continue to get better. And that's a scary thought for the rest of the NFC. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, Akeem Hicks looked awesome last oh night. I mean, the, the two-point conversion flag, whatever, you know, Shouldn't have thrown him over your shoulder, but whatever. Send a message to Kirk Cousins. I don't care. It didn't lose him the game. But, you know, they couldn't run the ball. Would Delvin Cook have 13 rushing yards, something like that? Yeah, yeah they had 22 total rushing yards last last night, 1.6 a carry or something like that. Like, like they That's did, what they, the Rams are supposed like, to do. Yeah, they made them one-dimensional. And, yeah, I've always thought Kirk Cousins was a little overrated, but it doesn't matter who you are unless your name's Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady, if you make an offense one-dimensional, it's going to be that much easier to defend against it. And that's why Kirk Cousins essentially looked terrified all night. Yeah. I mean, I like to my big thing offensive-wise, like Anthony Miller catches that pass on second down. Didn't get the first, but, like, got up. There's three Vikings in his face. He's eating. He's getting the crowd fired up. Like, he knew. He could feel it. Like, everybody was getting a little nervous. The Vikings are coming back. And this dude said, give me the ball. Yep. And then, uh, you know, Mitch gets hit by Harrison Smith after he slides, and Trey Burton gets up and shoves him. Like, yep. this team's not, they're not afraid of anybody anymore. And no, nope. they've been, they were saying all year, like, this isn't, this is a new era in Chicago. And, you know, they're, they're showing it on the field. They're, Josh Bellamy made some catches. At, right. I was happy that he got the, those, he made those couple of plays early on, and then we didn't have to see a whole lot of him. Yeah, he's been solid for what he, he, he does make the plays when they're called upon. It's just I, I'm a little unsettled when he's out there. But the one I think it was the second catch he made might have been the most impressive that I've seen Trubisky in terms of his progressions because he looked everywhere else until like before he looked at Bellamy. He was the last ditch effort. Like, all right, I've looked everywhere else, stood in the pocket and dumped it off and got some positive yardage instead of trying to force it. So that's that one specific play was great, and then you know, overall the offense wasn't great. But the third and eight play in the third of the fourth quarter, when he got the seventeen yard strike to, uh, to Taylor Gabriel, like those are the kind of plays that you need out of the the offense to really extend drives and help put a game away late. Yeah, yep. Um, I, the offense obviously wasn't spectacular, but I don't want to dwell on that. I don't want to be negative Nelly here. They were good enough to win. The Vikings defense is legit, um, and, you know, Dre touched on it. It's not going to be pretty. So, as long as you're – with this defense, if you're good enough to win, you know, it'll get the job done. And something I, I keep – personally, I, I keep taking a step back is I realized the Chicago Bears made the Super Bowl with Rex Grossman as the quarterback <laughs> in that offense. Yep. You know, this is something we've never seen. I think we're almost getting spoiled now where we take, you know, those games where they where Mitchell Trubisky throws for over 350, three touchdowns for granted. Um, that's not going to happen at all every game, especially he's still so young in his career. So, um, obviously, there's room for improvement and uh, did not practice on Monday um, because that I believe that hit from Harrison Smith, you know, scumbag Notre Dame player, no surprise there. Easy. Uh, <laughs> um, they didn't practice at all, though. They did say that if the Bears had actually run a practice, that Mitch wouldn't practice. So, that's a little – Kind of that's a little scary on the short week. I think it's probably just precautionary, and they have to throw him on the list. Did they say why? Like what? Right area? shoulder, and I. Oh and there Was it was that hit when he dove forward? They called the fifteen yard penalty, um, and I read somewhere today that he only threw one pass after that. Now, of course, they were kind of just trying to ice the game away, but so there really wasn't a whole lot to tell if he was affected by it a lot because there wasn't much that he had to do. Um, the short week is a little concerning with any injury for anybody, um, but I'm, I'm holding out hope that it's just precautionary and that he'll be ready to go. Chase I really Daniel's sweet. My in Notre Dame. I, I liked it. I appreciated it. Mm-hmm. Um, but on Mitch, you know, his his legs are, I mean, world-class for a quarterback. A weapon. And he looked awesome there last night throwing the ball. You know, the pick over Gabriel, you can't throw that, but – they made Gabriel look like a little boy on that one. 
And yeah, I mean, that's a pass. Like, if you're going to throw that in between three defenders, which never is a good idea, it can't be to the smallest guy on the field. <laughs> right. Like, if and... you're going to make that throw, it's got to be to Allen Robinson who can go up and get it, or it's got to be to Adam Shaheen who you hope or think might be able to go up and get it. You're going to make Taylor Gabriel look pretty bad on that. And he was really never open. Like, it wasn't like he was late getting to him or he was late on the read. That was just kind of a forced one. I think the second one, Jerry disagrees a little bit with me, I think. I think Allen Robinson either ran the wrong route or kind of gave up on trying to get onto the inside because, you know, it, it looked like it was right to the safety, but the ball doesn't get to the safety. If Allen Robinson makes his cut on the in route, he just kind of gave up or got beat to the spot. Um, so overall, Mitch obviously wasn't great, but he wasn't awful, and he was not the reason that they lost. He didn't lead, he didn't lead them to a, a loss, which when the defense Good is enough playing, to win. that's what you need. Yeah. Well, now that we're high on this Vikings win, first place, definitive. I mean, I don't think it's Bears are for real. Um, they're going to contend in the NFC. Let's go around. Cody, we'll start with you. Who do you who's your team MVP um, this so far this year? Off our yeah, our whole team. I mean, I feel like there's the obvious choice in Khalil Mack, even if he didn't. You know, he missed two games, but. Um, Honestly, I'm going to go with – I'm going to throw Skinner some love here and give it to Bryce Callahan. I All think, right. you know, I, like I know I know Fuller, um, does he still lead the league in picks? I know he did going into this week or was tied for it. He's um, right up there, yeah. But I feel – I mean, I know some of them have been good coverage, but other ones have been tipped to him. And I bag on him a lot, AJ does. And I think Bryce Callahan's really picked up the slack and, um, you know – now they're throwing it more at Fuller, and Fuller's making plays. And then when they throw it in Bryce's direction, he's going to grab it and go. You know, I think he's been a big surprise, and I don't want to name Khalil Mack, so I'll go with Bryce Callahan. All right. Drayless? I think I, I got to go with Khalil um, just simply because of how he makes everybody better. Um, I've gotten on Leonard Floyd almost as much as uh, <laughs> Kyle Fuller at times. But, I mean, he makes his job that much easier. Floyd has played really well the last three or four games because there's a lot of focus on Mac. Um, Robertson Harris played pretty well last night. He had a great stunt on the uh, Khalil Mack sack. Uh, I, there's just so much focus on Khalil Mack that these other guys are improving, and maybe the mistakes that they make here and there aren't as big a deal because Khalil Mack is out there. So, it is the easy way out, kind of the uh, the lazy answer, but I mean, the guy's been phenomenal, so I got to go with Khalil. All right. I'm going to go happy medium, staying on the same side of the ball, but um, I got to go with my guy, Akeem Hicks. That dude is just a 340-pound energizer bunny who, you know, he can take a tackle, he can take a guard, he can take a center. I mean, he just bullies people, um, and don't get me wrong – credit to AJ's MVP um, the fact that um, Khalil Mack makes everybody's job easier Akeem Hicks was dominant Akeem Hicks was dominant before he got here right but he's been even more dominant now so um, he does his job just as good as everybody else and you know one unsung hero on that that we talked about pretty much everybody on that defensive line is Eddie Goldman the fire plug himself who is just a run clogger um, him and Khalil Mack I mean not Khalil Mack him and uh Akeem Hicks are just forces to be reckoned with up the middle there. But I'm giving my guy Hicks some love. He's a great leader, great player. Um, you know, love to watch him play every every week. Alex Brown said last night if he keeps playing like this, they're going to forget that Alex Brown ever wore number 96. Yeah, man, I'm, <laughs> I miss Alex right. Brown. Uh, that guy was fun to watch, man. Um, he was. So let's look ahead next week short week um we get to watch the bears on thanksgiving which you know that's that's gonna be nice um don't have to wear nice clothes now i can just put on my khalil mack jersey exactly and, <laughs> um, make a lion for thanksgiving dinner yeah. <laughs> there we go <laughs> um so let's uh what, what do we think you know lions coming off a big win against the panthers i guess it's a big win i don't know um yeah, I, I can't figure them out they they beat the bad they beat the good teams and lose to bad teams. I, I don't know, um, but I am concerned about Mitch. Um, I'm I... not concerned about Matthew Stafford trying to face this defense. Good luck. Yeah, I'm cautiously optimistic about Mitch. Um, if tomorrow he's on the injury report again, and I don't know what their practice 
plan is, how hard they're going to go, if they're going to do any sort of full practice. Nagy was pretty uh, adamant about it uh, yesterday after the game. He's like, we're not going to try to jam an entire week here in the next two or three days. We're going to work smarter. We're going to make sure our players are taken care of. He went so far as to say he wants to make sure his coaching staff is refreshed and ready to go. So I think he's really kind of taken the, uh, you know, just make sure we get our minds right, physically get everybody prepared and just kind of go out there. Um and just kind of do it live without worrying a whole lot about practice reps, which I think is okay considering they played the Lions so recently. You're not going to have to drop a completely new game plan. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not really certain what to make of the Lions at this point in, like, regarding what to expect because they looked like a team that was going to lose the rest of their games when they were here in Chicago a week and a half ago, and then they somehow beat the Panthers. So, you're going to have to play a good game. You're going on the road against a division opponent. You don't often beat a division opponent twice in the same year. Mm-hmm. So they're going to have their hands full, and, and it's a real quick turnaround. So we'll see. Yeah. I mean, that was the biggest thing when uh, Bears got notified they were flexed to Sunday night was I was kind of, um, you know, pouty pants about it. But I was a little upset that um, they had to play that and then go straight to Detroit with a 11.30 central kickoff that Thursday but um, they played him two weeks ago. Not much changes. Carry on Johnson, TBD if he plays or not. That's a huge thing for the Bears. Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna guess he's not playing. Yeah, um, they were saying just, they were, it was better news than they expected. But what I heard today was that they they expect that he'll miss a game, maybe two. So I'd say there's almost no chance he plays. And it's not like the Lions are battling to win the division or make the playoffs. So there's really no need to risk his long-term future yeah. at this point. Right. Which, and that, that is a big, that's a big difference for the Bears coming into this game. Because if he's not there, they kind of go back to the typical Lions of just chuck the ball 50 times, 60 times and see what happens. And if Khalil can just pin his ears back and go chase Stafford, it might be a long morning. For them. Jerry, are you going to start LeGarrette Blunt in uh, fantasy next week now? <laughs> Maybe. I got Gurley out. <laughs> well, Gurley's got 25 yards tonight, so. Oh, my God, just miserable. Um, yeah, I mean, Stafford, hopefully long day. Hopefully, uh, you know, Khalil's ankle's still feeling good with the short week. Um, <laughs> but no Golden Tate's nice. Yeah, and maybe I'm biased. I feel like the Lions always play one of their best games on Thanksgiving. I don't yep. know why, what it is, but um, and like, and it's so hard to win on in division on the road. So um, we'll see. I, I if I had to pick, I'm picking Bears to win, but I'm not as confident as I was um, when they were in Chicago against Detroit. So they're only going to win by 50 because usually you project them to win by like 70 or 80. Yeah, so a close game, my friend. I got. So, uh, I'll go. Um, I don't know if we wanted to do score predictions. No, nah, yeah, let's do score predictions. Yeah, do I it. think I mean, they're going inside. They're obviously perfect conditions, except maybe for the kickers. There's something weird going on in Detroit for kickers. <laughs> um, but the offense should be uh, clicking on all cylinders if uh, if Nagy's got them rolling right. So I'm gonna go Bears 34 to 23. I'll go 30 Bears 30, Lions 13. Woo! All right. No points. Uh, I have two picks. The Jer Bear picks. <laughs> close game. Uh, Bears 73. Lions 4. 4? And then, uh, Jerry McMaster uh, thinks Bears pull away 28-21. Two safeties? Or did the refs just give them four points because they felt bad? A, fi- a field goal and a drop kick. All right, you heard it here first. Field goal first and then drop kick since the seventies or whatever. Vinny already. <laughs> oh God! All right. So there's a there's another big there's quite a few big football games actually um, after Thanksgiving, but one that hits close to Jerry. Uh, we got the Michigan Ohio State game on Saturday. Correct. Mm-hmm. Go blue. Go Bucks. Um, whoa, whoa! I know. I I've never like you're starting never, to start. I, see, I don't hate Urban. Well, I mean, Urban Meyer's kind of a scumbag now. But like before, I really liked Urban, and I liked him at Florida. But he's kind of. No, I mean now, like, yeah, that whole situation's pretty scummy. But you know, my my key to the game for Ohio State is put in Tate Martell. I don't want to see any more of that this. Might work. I don't know enough about him. My key for Ohio State, if they really want to win, is how about stop giving up fifty yard touchdowns? Oh my goodness, dude! <laughs> Their defense just gets torched. 
or and they like, should have learned how to run the ball. Like, and they should have lost to Maryland. Like, yes, Maryland went for Maryland two, had, and he was wide open. Yeah, Maryland could have picked anybody out of the stands to make that throw, and they'd have a better chance. That oh guy, that guy threw like three perfect deep balls that would have made Trent Dilfer blush, and he couldn't hit guys that were wide open when he was standing in the pocket. I was like, oh, there it is, he's open, and then he freaking threw it off the cameraman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, um, but. Yeah, put in Tate Martell. Um, big fan of QB one on Netflix. Um, season on one. that. Yeah, he. It's him. Season one was him. Uh, Jake Fromm. Yep. Big Jake Fromm fan. And then uh, I don't remember what the other guy's name was. He went to Wake Forest. Got it. Um, he's not even on the depth chart. But Tate Martell is probably like this. Wouldn't surprise you that I like Tate Martell. He's super stuck up. <laughs> but Tate Martell in that series, he. Uh, he goes to the car dealership with his parents and his dad's getting a new car. Tate walks over to this Camaro and sits in it. And he goes, yeah, I'm getting this today. Jeez. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? And <laughs> he like walks in. He's like telling his friend, he's like, I'm going to get my dad to get me this. And he walks in and his mom's like, uh, no, like I need a new car. You don't get a new car too. But, um, he was fun to watch in that show. Fun to watch in high school. Never lost a game. I haven't watched him at all. Really. I've, I've watched like two plays of his this past week and that's it. They yeah, start to he, use him a little bit when they get in the red zone. And, right, he's a red zone. And it's really weird because they try to use him in the red zone. Like, basically, that's the only time they use him. But Urban Meyer continuously says, like, when, it, when it's like third and one or fourth and one, they won't go under center and do a QB sneak. And the excuse is, well, we don't practice under center, like, during the week, so we don't know how to do it. Well, you can't about, snap the ball it? into his hand. How about you practice it so you can get a yard and you're not starting five yards behind the line of scrimmage? Like, right. that I just don't understand, especially when you have a guy that supposedly can do it and is a threat to run on his own. But, I mean, th- their defense has to figure something out. But I, I, I am glad, as much as I dislike them, I'm glad they won against Maryland because it makes this coming ga- coming week's game that much more entertaining and meaningful. Um so, yeah, that one's going to be fun. Uh, what do you got to be looking forward to Notre Dame-USC, right? You thought Notre Dame was going to lose this week. What do you got? I did. They they shocked me. They shocked um, Syracuse. They, Syracuse had to go for a field goal with 11 seconds to avoid the shutout. Which was sweet because I have their kicker in fantasy. Thanks for missing the first one, you douche. <laughs> um, you play fantasy college football? Yeah, it's awesome on Yahoo. I, uh, I lost in the semifinals this week, but uh, I, my, I got Kyler Murray, so – I, Notre Dame's uh, defense is for real. Offense, yeah, I I turned that game off in the second quarter. Like, this no, their offense is a little questionable at times, but I mean, Syracuse was averaging like thirty nine points a game coming in, and they uh, put an end to that real quick. Yeah, it was not real. Ha- I mean, I don't hate Notre Dame, but I kind of hate Notre Dame because, like, I see on Twitter all these people, blah blah blah. Like, don't care. Hope you guys lose again. This is the first time. Like, I really don't. I mean, big Michigan fan. I haven't really cared about them being in a um, conference. But this is the first time where I'm actually a little bit annoyed because Michigan will have – say Michigan wins this week, they'll have to stick their neck out there again. Say, well, Bama's going to win this week. Bama's going to have to stick their neck out this week. Clemson's going to have to stick their neck out this – like, or, I'm sorry, the week after this weekend, meaning, you know, they have to play one extra game. And that one extra game is not against a cupcake team usually. Right, very tough game. I mean, it is for Clemson because the ACC is just a bunch yeah. of cupcakes. Right. And according to Jerry, it'll be for the Big Ten because Northwestern's trash. Right. Uh, it should be. I mean, trash. <laughs> I said they're average. But that that Georgia Bama game, that's uh, if if that, Alabama loses, are they in? I don't know, and it's just going to throw everything for a loop. It'll be right. interesting to see. It, it'll be the same as last year when they lost. The thing is, here's here's how I take it in. I try to not be as Michigan biased as I can. Let's say Michigan wins out. They win against Ohio State. They beat Northwestern. Bama somehow lose to Georgia. I, I don't I don't think I think there's a five percent chance that happens. Yep. But anyways, it happens. You know. Um Michigan's only losses to a team that's in there, you know. So But Bama's only loss would be to a team that's in there. Because Georgia gets in if they beat Bama. I forget right. I forget who I was talking to about this. I was talking to my buddy. Um, and, like, Michigan, the thing is, it's it's a very tough it's a very tough thing. But Michigan almost has to get in because they won so many straight. And I'm not sure if, if they take into what have you done for me lately. But um, 
Michigan, they went on that stretch there where they weren't they weren't just winning games. They were absolutely pummeling teams, like taking the life out of teams. I know Penn State isn't as good as everyone thought they would be, but Penn State's not an absolute garbage team. They won 42 to 7. Speaking know? of that game, I teased that spread, took Penn State plus 19, figuring, you know, a top 15 team in the country could cover that. Thanks. Well, that was the – I mean, did you realize they are playing the maize and blue? <laughs> well, I didn't think that Penn State's backup quarterback would come in and throw a pass right to the Michigan guy. <laughs> yeah, was, no. no. That was I, the worst thing I've ever seen. That'll be interesting. Another, another thing, I don't know if they factor this in, is, I mean, Michigan is legit, obviously. There's no doubting that. I think the one through five are all legit. Yep. But do they really want to take Michigan out if they went out and have two teams from the same conference? That doesn't make sense to me personally, but I think the criteria. Honestly, I don't who's number six right now? Is it Oklahoma? See, honestly, I think one through six is legit. Uh, I the big twelve is weird to me because nobody plays defense. No, but um that they're saying that Oklahoma's the only offense that could do anything to Bama. No, uh, no, I, I, I don't necessarily disagree with that because they are they're a high powered offense and you need to score to keep up with Alabama. But I think just the physicality and the, the ability of Alabama to kind of just bully them up front at the by the time the third quarter and fourth quarter came along, I don't know if if Oklahoma's built for that. Kyler Murray's fun, man. I like him. But last thing, if UCF goes undefeated, are they in? No, no, shut up. I'm just saying. Are you going to call them out two years in a row and let them just call themselves national champs again? I mean, they can call themselves whatever they want, but, I mean, the record books don't say that. Yeah. They'll get in if and when it becomes an eight-team playoff or they schedule at least one legitimate non-conference game. They need to just schedule Bama, like, tell Bama let's play, and Bama will beat them by 60, and then we can all be happy. I'd be fine with that, you know. So, um, well, okay. One quick thing before we move on is this Michigan Ohio State game. I'd be lying to you if I said I wasn't nervous, but this is the first time in like twelve years that Michigan is. I mean, I don't think there's any doubt that they are the better team of the two. That said, Ohio State and Urban Scumbag will get <laughs> will get the troops ready, you know, and they're going to the Horseshoe, one of the hardest places to play, especially for Michigan. Um, you know, I expect it to be a one-score game. I don't know what the spread is right now, but I think it'll be very close. Um, Michigan's defense might have some missing key pieces. Chase Winovich got a cheap shot last week. Um, we'll see if he's ready to go, if he's full strength. But um, AJ said it. The Ohio State defense is atrocious. Michigan's offense is actually respectable this year. So maybe my bias, I think the Maize and Blue pull it out. In you are biased. Two. I know I am. Um, and had to uh, face the Wildcats again. Um, but we'll see. I think it's going to be a lot better game than people think it'll be. You know, Michigan's at minus four right now. I honestly think they win by double digits. I'm, I've, I've watched more Ohio State football this year than I have in my life and that I care to admit. Shout out Jordan Hoffman. But uh, <laughs> I, got, I got the maize and blue by double digits and wearing the uh, – the maize and blue sweatpants all week. I'll be wearing them all all week uh, leading up to the game. So, and all, for all these thousands of listeners, that's coming from a Notre Dame stand. Yeah, big time. Um, you know, I honestly watching Ohio State the last couple weeks. They, the defense is atrocious right now, especially without Nick Bosa. But just to stir the pot, if Tate Martell gets in the game and scores a touchdown, Ohio State wins by three. Yeah, dude, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. Uh, all right, let's play a game. Um, play which, game? Yeah, let's play. Which one of you is running the game tonight? Since Skinner decided not to show up, we uh, we got the game ready. We're getting the uh, getting the wheel prepared here. Got to roll it out of the closet. Toppings Good. time. Toppings time. Um, we're gonna have dual hosts over there since you guys are sitting right next to each other. I presume. Yeah, co-hosts. Yeah. Co-host. I, I like it. I'm AJ, cool with it. AJ's going to let me go first here. Oh, boy. All right. Let's see what topic I roll on. Whoa. How fitting is that? Favorite <laughs> Thanksgiving food. What Perfect timing this week. Cody, we'll start with you. What's your favorite Thanksgiving food? 
Are we allowed to say turkey? I feel like that's just. I mean, that's pretty basic Thanksgiving food, but you can pick it. No, I'll I'll go with the the stuffing. No, you said turkey. No, I'm changing it. I All just right. wanted to know. I'm gonna go with stuffing. Um, honestly, didn't start eating it till a couple years ago, but now that's that's what I put uh most on my plate, I guess. So I'll go stuffing. Damn, we're more similar than than I thought. Oh no! Can I Dre-less? change mine again? <laughs> you you want to go for the trifecta? <laughs> I don't have anything else. Uh, I'm gonna go with the uh, turkey. Obviously, is a is a staple. It's got to be the dark meat. So the legs are no. are a go to. Nope. Um, but then I'm gonna go full on gross American and say the the leftover turkey juice with a piece of bread after the meal. <laughs> oh, phenomenal. Oh god. <laughs> No, AJ is not 350 pounds. <laughs> oh, are we sure? <laughs> Goodness. Jerry, are you, are you saying stuffing? Is that what we're... You know what? No, and I, I'll mix mine up. Uh, stuffing is my favorite. Um, give you a quick background. I'm, I, we're more for Thanksgiving. not having turkey. I'm a little upset about it. Um, but I'm going to make stuffing because I'm like, I'm not going to Thanksgiving without stuffing. So I'm just going to have steak, potatoes, and stuffing for dinner. Um, you know... Go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. What were you about to say? Talking about not like knowing what to bring. Two years ago or three years ago at my dad's Thanksgiving, nobody brought mashed potatoes. Oh, that's messed up. And then I went to my mom's after and all the mashed potatoes were gone. That's messed up. Yeah, that was probably the worst Thanksgiving ever. All right. All right continue. So, I'm, so kind of, that's a good transition, Cody. Um, is It's kind of a trifecta, but what I'm getting at is the gravy, the gravy on the mashed potatoes and the turkey Ooh. is what sets it apart. That's what makes it, makes Thanksgiving Thanksgiving, you know, yep. and then you can throw on the stuffing too a little bit, but if you're going to take stuffing first, I'm going to go with uh, the gravy on all the, on everything. Yeah. I'm stealing it from you. Sorry. No problem. All right. Spin it. So we are going to go, if you, if the, uh, for some reason, the city of Chicago is having all of their sports teams taken away and you got to decide which one singular team stayed in town that we got to root for moving forward, who, who would it be? I, I'm going to go. Um, <laughs> all right, whatever. Selfish. Um, first thing that came to my mind, Bears, 100%. And I wanted to touch on this earlier. Is that recency bias? No, 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 no. I said oh, for a while, this is, this is a good point. Because um, I've said this for a while, as great as the Cubs 2016 run, huge Cubs fan, um, amazing for the hit city. I, I I personally think Chicago is a football Bears city. Um, you know, at the end of the day, so I got I have to pick the Bears, and that's not recently biased. I've said that in the dog years, 2014 to 2017, I would said the same thing. Those were the best years, man. Jay Cutler, awesome. Cody, I can't um, believe the Redskins didn't give him a call real quick. I, oh, man. I mean, I'm all for Mark Sanchez just because, you know, he came to the Bears. and The Sanchez making a comeback. But, come on, man. Let's call Jay. Jay's probably not in shape anymore. I tweeted at Kristen to see if she was going to have him reach out to get him out of the house. But, of course, did she, she answer? Reply. No. Oh, rude. Um, Cody, I think I know yours is, but go. All right. Well, before I go, I want to tell you what Danny's would be. Danny would pick the Chicago Sky, 100%. Yes, he would. 100%. He'd be the only person in the city to pick that. Yep, but, players. but he would. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, you know what mine is. Um, the Cubs, yep. you know. I mean, dog days, 2016, whatever. Can't take the Cubs out of Chicago for me because, you know, I love – I mean, I like football. It's not the best. I like it, whatever. But – um, nothing beats 2016 for me. I did start crying. Um, Join the club. Yeah. I mean, it was more so because, like, my grandpa didn't get to see it. But um, my favorite part about 2016 was I read the police scanner after the game, and they said a bunch of people were walking down uh, Waveland with a street street lamp. <laughs> there we go. They took it down. So, you know, I'm not I'm not taking the Cubs away from those people. Absolutely. No, I totally get that. And I'll say this, Bears games are fun and they're special because there's only eight regular season games a year. But, damn, there is literally nothing better than the summertime Chicago Cubs game. Sitting in the bleachers. Oh, yeah. Listening to idiots. Love it. 
All right, AJ, go ahead. Um, I kind of yeah, I struggle with this one, uh, especially a bit with both of the answers that you guys gave. Baseball, obviously, with the sheer number of games, would be great to keep in town. Um, but based on what we've already been fortunate enough to see in our lifetime, Blackhawks winning, Cubs having won already, um, kind of leaves me with the teams that I haven't been able to see win yet. Um, so I'm going to lean towards the Bears, um, mainly because I don't see the Bulls turning it around anytime soon. <laughs> um, but definitely the Bears. I mean, football Sundays for me is one of the best times of the year growing up, watching them with my dad every week, you know, making sure we scheduled things around, being able to watch those games. So I'm definitely keeping the Bears in town, and we're going to we're gonna hopefully see some Super Bowls here out of Mitchie. If the Bears are staying in town, Jay Cutler has to come back as quarterback's coach. <laughs> All right. That's for morale. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. I, I love that guy. All right. Spin All right. It. All right, Cody. Let's keep lean on. Oh. What did I land on? All you right. Guys. You got um, <laughs> uh, athlete that you would most like to switch lives with. Ooh. See, I've been thinking about this one since we put it in there. So I'm going to go last because mine's the best. So, AJ, wow. you can go first. Yeah, mine's the best. Um, all right. Do we want to go, like, generally in terms of, like, just type of sport and, like, the position on the team or, like, specific guy? What are we thinking here? Specific guy. Or all girl. Right. Or girl. Yeah. All right. Inclusive um, podcast. Right. Um, yeah. Wow. That's tough. Um, all right. I'm going to go with uh, – I'll go with Ricky Fowler. Ooh. Big-time golfer. Um, guy's got one of the better swings on tour. Um, you know, the golf lifestyle seems like one of the coolest things, living on, you know, the tour life. Um, the spring break trips that he and Jordan and uh, Rory, uh, Smiley Kaufman and those guys take seem like a blast. Uh, making the money that he is at his age. I mean, all, all that sort of stuff seems like a, a great way to w- great way to go about life. And, and then you're not playing a sport that's a contact sport with the uh, potential injuries as well. So, Whoa, like, hey, he, he, Tiger he got solid. some major injuries, man. Tiger yeah, had some rough I'm not, goes. I'm not swinging that as hard as Tiger did. <laughs> uh, I like that one. That was a curveball. I was not ready for you to say that. Yeah. Um, Jerry? I, I aim to throw the curveballs. Jerry, what do you got? You know what? Um this category caught me off guard and I was, I actually thought golf right away. Um, but I won't, I won't steal Dre's thunder cause that was a really good one. But, uh, one of my favorite athletes of all time is Dirk Nowitzki. If I could live their Ooh. whole life, I'd pick Dirk Nowitzki. I mean, okay. when you think of Dirk, what do you think of? You think of the guy, buckets. the six ten guy, six eleven guy with buckets and single handedly brought down the not one, not two, not three Miami heat. Um, in 2000, was it 11, 10? Um, one of my favorite performances ever. Just an amazing, and he, he seems like just an awesome, fun dude to be around too. And I'll and say this, he's already got the fact that he can't jump down. So he's right there. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm already right there with Dirk. So I, I get it, man. I like it. And, um, all right, Cody, go, who, who, who are you trading lives with? All right. Well, initially I wanted to say Ben Zobris because, um, having the game winning hit, and I guess technically it wasn't. I guess Miguel Monteros was. But Ben Zobris was the game-winning hit um, in the World Series for, you know, the team you grew up being a fan of. And to break the curse for the Cubs would be pretty incredible. But I want to say Mike Fisher. Okay. Because, I mean, I don't want to play for the National Predators, but being married to Carrie Underwood would be freaking awesome. Yeah. So, so I'm going to go with Mike Fisher. Um Congratulations to them on the new uh, baby boy. She announced it was a boy on the CMAs the other night. Yeah, they're about to have a hockey team. <laughs> but hey, um, Mike Fisher might be one of the lucky. He is one of the luckiest guys on earth. So I'm I endorse that pick. Yep. All right. That was. I don't think we had a, that, that was one where we didn't have a bad pick, in my opinion. Uh, good for us. And I usually hate everything that Dre picks. <laughs> True. He and he didn't even steal his thunder, which yeah. Jerry loves to do that. True. Or vice versa. Um, do we have any more toppings, or is that it for, for this week? I think we got one more in us. Oh, we landed on something not sports-related. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, I know we're deep-dish sports and everything, but, Cody, we're going to start with you or put you on the spot. Oh, God. 
favorite TV show to binge. Oh, easy. And I'm disappointed that he let you go first because I'm terrified you're going to take mine. But go ahead. <laughs> oh, I'm 100% taking yours. You know Probably. I am. Yep. Um, easiest, easiest pick in the world for me here. One Tree Hill. Um, you know, I, I watched it uh, for the first time my sophomore year of college and I'm watching it again now with – you cracking open a beer over there? No, nah, it's water. Uh, your water you comes out of a, water. What? You guys are you, you guys are putting a can. Okay, you know you guys are doing some weird things over there on Lake Shore Drive. <laughs> but uh, and now my roommate is watching it, and I have continued to watch every episode over with him. How are you um, watching it? They took it off Netflix and ruined our lives. Uh, Hulu. It's on Hulu. Ah. Uh, my roommate pays for that, or somebody he knows pays for that. I don't know, but I don't pay for it, so. That makes it even better. Um, That's the American dream. But everybody, you know, who follows me on Twitter knows I'm the biggest Brooke Davis fan in the world. Um, yeah. I have a Nathan Scott jersey. Um, and he's basically like TV show Grayson Allen. So that's my show. That's my pick. Um, if you haven't seen that, I suggest you go watch it. It's a 20 out of 10. Well done. Good pick. Is that what you were going to pick? It was, but yeah. I'll, I'll come up with All something right. else. I'll let Dre go, go last. I'll go next. Um, AJ probably wouldn't get this from living with me for eight months, but mine is easily Breaking Bad. One of my favorites ever. I think it's such a well-made series. I love Walter White. Love Gus Spring. Love Jesse, Jesse Pinkman. Um, I think I've watched it four times all the way through. So it's, it's, it's uh, four times. Yeah. Well, wow. That's not a short one by any means either. No, it's not. I love uh, I love coming home from a night out and turning on some Breaking Bad. If I'm being completely honest with you, um, it's a great show. Um, I think it's very well made. And the evolution of the characters is what really um, does it for me. Never seen it. Been told to watch it. Never seen it. It's one you got to try one time, in my opinion. One time for the one time. Yep. All right, AJ, did you come up with anything? I did, I did. So I, w- I would have gone the same route you did, but um, I will go with my second one. It was actually the first TV show that I ever watched while it was live on TV, and I'd recorded or make sure I was able to watch it live. Um, and that would be The Mentalist. I'm not sure if any, if you, any of you out there are familiar with it, but it's essentially a crime show out of uh, the CBI, the California Bureau of Investigation. And it's pretty much uh, this guy that, his life goal was to find the serial killer that killed his wife and kids. And he does so all by just essentially reading people and seeing things that the spoiler alert missed. Um, so it's a, you know, the good thing about it is you don't necessarily have to watch them all in order. Um, there is kind of a storyline that goes along with it in the long run, but uh, just really interesting kind of approach to the crime solving aspect of the show. So the mentalist Patrick Jane, the main character. So I uh, highly recommend that one. Um, speaking of Brooke Davis, have either of you ever watched Chicago PD? Here and there. See, I sometimes I turn it on because I know she, spoiler alert, she does leave the show at some point. So I like, if it's on and nothing else is on, I'll like turn it on and see if she's yeah, in that she's episode. Okay. And then I'll continue to watch it. But, uh, you know, show's on right now. Uh, Riverdale, fantastic. Hmm. Um, Manifest just started like a month and a half ago on I've Monday night. That's really good. It's really good. Um, it's on again tonight. My roommate and I will be watching it later. And then I just started SEAL Team on CBS, which is also on right now. But I started watching from the beginning, which is a fantastic show. And AJ, Lindsay uh, Strauss from One Tree Hill is uh, one of the main characters. So. Ooh, all right. Yeah. Uh, one last little add-in that I'll throw in there, uh, sports-related, is Christine Leahy's new show, um, First and Ten. Um, I've, I've recorded each of those episodes. The nice thing is they're a real quick 30 minutes, um, but pretty cool interviews, just kind of sitting down, hanging out and talking to um, the, the various sports figures that she brings on. Melvin Gordon was on today. Um, sports figures, pop culture figures, really anybody out in L.A. Um, so that's a, a sports, more sports focused one for those of you out there looking for something new. I like it. Did Have either of you watched the Tiger one? No, I, I've been meaning to catch up on that, but yeah. I have not yet. That's, that's where I'm at. I haven't seen it yet, but uh, need to uh, catch up on that one. So that was some, that was a pretty good wheel. Good toppings. Yep. Toppings, I'm, I'm I love it. Toppings. Thanks, Skinner. Did Skinner come up with that, or did I make that up? I don't know. 
let's let's go to the dingus of the week. This is my favorite time. Earn your stripes takes a back seat. So let's go uh dingus of the week. Jerry, you got a good one cooking, I know you do, so I'm gonna let you go first. Yep. Back to back to the bears. Um Kirk Cousins said something along the lines of we got flex of prime time because of us, not them, blah 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 blah. Hey Kirk Cousins, shut up. <laughs> bears are legit. Vikings, I'm not saying they're not legit, but there's a reason the Bears got flexed. Uh, they whooped your butt. You look, looked horrible. Um, I think that fired him up. I don't know if the Bears even heard he said that, but looks kind of stupid now after his performance and how the Bears just absolutely dominated them. Uh, so, Kirk Cousins, you are my dingus of the week. I love it. That was uh, – Danny Trevathan got him on Twitter for it too, which was hilarious. Oh, yeah. I saw that. Um, AJ, what, what do you got? I'm going to let you go next because I have oh. mine written down and I'm trying to locate it. Mine comes from the Twitter variety. Um, a guy the, calls himself the sports professor. Um, not really sure about that one guy, but uh, at the sports PROF24, if you guys are wondering. But he tweeted at Gas Money Bob last night. Great name. Um, great name. Gas, after following uh, Gas Money Bob's tweet of Bears 22, Vikings 6, Ref 6. And um, this guy replies with, answer me this. Kirk Cousins doesn't throw the pick six, and what is the score? Okay, guy, if we're going to play the hypothetical game here, if uh, Tariq Cohen doesn't fumble, what's the <laughs> score? If Mitchell Trubisky doesn't throw two interceptions, what's the score? If Delvin Cook doesn't fumble, what's the score? Like, come on, man. That's the game we're going to play. Yeah, you never like, want to go down that route. Like, I get the, you know, what if, you know, the the wind wasn't like, I don't know. I don't know. 99% of the time, which is a stat straight from my buddy Zach Thomas, that whole what if game does not work. So, let's not play that game, the sports professor. You don't even get to call yourself professor anymore. You're a dingus. I don't like you. Go Bears. Bears. All right, so I did just locate mine. Can't believe I forgot it because it uh, is well-deserved. Um, the Cincinnati Bengals early in the week decided to bring on recently fired former Browns coach Hugh Jackson, and they brought him in as a special assistant to the head coach, Marvin Lewis. And supposedly he was brought in to be a special assistant on the defensive side of the ball and kind of be an, an additional defensive coordinator of sorts. Well, so he gets brought in, and the Bengals promptly give up the most rushing yards in the entire Marvin Lewis era. So, <laughs> if be surprised about that, just take a look at the Cleveland Browns during Hugh Jackson's time there, and you would know that that's not really the guy you want to bring in to supplement your coaching staff. Um, so, the entire Cincinnati Bengals organization, or whoever made the decision or signed the contract to bring on Hugh Jackson, you are a dingus. Uh, but a little uh, side note here to add in, Katie Nolan on ESPN made a pretty good joke about it. She big knows, Katie Nolan fan. Big time Katie Nolan fan. She uh, she made a joke about it when it was announced. She's like, yeah, so the Bengals are bringing in uh, Hugh Jackson. They were hoping to get um, some tips from the worst coach in Ohio football. Unfortunately, Urban Meyer is still under contract. <laughs> so I, Yikes, I like that. Katie. Good, uh, it was a pretty good um, savage move on Katie Nolan's part, but I mean, what are the Bengals thinking? Like, dingus of the week for sure. Cincinnati Bengals bringing in Hugh Jackson. All right, so our three dinguses, dingai, um, <laughs> dingai, Kirk Cousins, moron, um, the Bengals organization, morons, and the sports professor for trying. What if Kirk Cousins didn't throw a pick six? <laughs> get get out of my face. Go Bears, first place. Yep, first place um, Bears. So, as we always end on a positive note here, earn your stripes. Um, let's, let's let AJ go first. Sorry, Jerry. All right. So, I'm going to do what I'm almost certain is a first in the dingus and earn your stripes history for deep dish sports. You're going to go back-to-back weeks coming from dingus to earning your stripes. Number one on the first place, Chicago Bears, Cody Parkey. Bounced back with a big-time game, three of three on his field goals, including the 48-yarder to ice the game. He got himself down to Soldier Field middle of the week. 
was able to uh, get some good practice in there, even with the distraction of the helicopters flying above. He says he's going to continue to practice down at Soldier for the rest of the year, which is a great sign. I love hearing that. So Probably a good place to practice. Yeah, great place to practice, seeing as that's where the only important kicks are going to happen. <laughs> um, but Cody Parkey has earned his stripes. He is a part of the Chicago Bears, and hopefully he can be an impact as they continue to move forward and hopefully keep winning big games. You're welcome for that $15 million. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, that's definitely first. Um, dingus to earn your stripes. Good for you, Cody Parkey. Good bounce back. First place. Jerry, go ahead. Yep. Uh, very related to that. My earn your stripes is Bears related. Uh, Matt Nagy getting the stripes this week. Um, I feel like everyone talks about how great the defense is, rightfully so. How Mitchell's progressed, rightfully so. Um, you know, most fun Bears fans have had in a few years. Rightfully so, but there is someone behind all of that, and that's Matt Nagy. Um, he seems like a player's coach, but also knows his stuff. Um, he doesn't overstep boundaries on the defensive side. He lets Vic Fangio, as Khalil Mack dubbed him, the evil genius, handle that. Um, has the offense cooking. Seems to motivate these guys. They seem to respond well to him. And I think there's a lot to be said about his impact on the 7-3 and three start. And I call him the diamond in the rough, the find of the coach. Uh, and so kind of a semi-stripe, not to get two in one week, is um, Ryan Pace for finding him. I like it. Thank you, Ryan Pace, for a majority of the things you did. Khalil Mack, um, not really Cody Parkey. <laughs> um, but that's a good one. Uh, I've been critical of Matt Nagy as I've been critical of Mitchell Trubisky. And they're both on my good side this week. So good for them. Um, he definitely earned his stripes, you know, I would like the play calling to stay a little bit more aggressive in the second half, but, um, I think they'll get there. My earn your stripes is, has now changed. It was going to be Eddie Jackson, but I just got this tweet sent to me by my roommate. Um, I don't know if you guys saw, but Laura Rutledge, ESPN sideline reporter, uh, college game day reporter got absolutely smoked by these two defend uh, these two guys in the Georgia game on Saturday. And she gets an earn your stripes because these two dudes full speed ran into her, knocked her down. She wasn't looking, got right back up like a champ. And then um, the guy that hit her from Georgia, uh, Prather Hudson, just tweeted at her and said, hey, Laura Rutledge, really sorry I knocked you down, but I can pick you up at seven if you want. Shoot your shot. Shoot your shot, kid. She is married to Josh Rutledge, former Major League Baseball player. But she replied with a laughing face. <laughs> Sorry, Good guys. For him. But shoot your shot, uh, Prather Hudson. You earned your stripes this week, along with Laura, for getting torched by you and then getting right back up. Um, so those are my, you know, half and half pick, I guess. We'll go with that. Um, so we have Cody Parkey. Matt Nagy, and then the combo of Laura Rutledge and Prather Hudson this week. Sounds like sounds like a pretty good lineup to me. Um, good. I think Cody Parkey will win, but that's just my prediction. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't put up a poll be- from uh, Saturday's podcast or Friday's podcast, whenever it was, because we didn't have enough time before this one. We're just coming right back at you with more info, more news, more hot takes. Like the short um, week will do that to you. Yep, short week, short week for the Bears, short week for uh, Rooftop Radio. Yep. Um, so AJ, you wanted to give a shout out, uh, before we signed off to our music, um, pro- uh, producer, what are we, what are we calling it? Creative? Yeah. So I, I couldn't remember we had some issues with the editing. Wasn't certain if we had given, um, Brittany her, her proper dues, but Brittany Bowman, a, a friend from back in middle school, actually, um, living out in LA now, um, was the producer and, and put together our, uh, little music clip that you hear at the beginning and end of every episode now. Uh, so if you want to check out the Instagram, Brittany Nicole Bowman, she's got a lot of cool stuff up there, um, videos that she'll do in terms of the various recording that she does. Um, so we appreciate her putting the effort into that. And hopefully you guys enjoy the new intro to uh, the podcast because uh, we're big fans of it. Yeah, it's it's pretty sweet. Thanks, Brittany. Um, guest picker this week, AJ's already got one. Good for AJ because now he has to put up the post and I don't have to. Um Guest picker next week, you know, we're always looking for people. Uh, be ready for Eddie Ballhawk t-shirts, sweatshirts, hey. shorts, pants, leggings. I don't know. Whatever we decide. Um, 
and then you know we'll be back again hopefully next monday right jerry absolutely next next tuesday i guess we'd probably get it out um but yeah we're gonna we're gonna sign off here from chicago uh thanks for tuning in first place bears still now the game and the half lead uh hope everybody has a good thanksgiving hope nobody forgets the mashed potatoes Um, jerry's got the stuffing don't you worry and uh Hopefully, um, are you guys on the same team in the Turkey Bowl on Friday? Oh, yeah. I'm running the dual tight end set. Dual tight end set coming from Jamie Rammel. QB1 AJ. Um, we like to compare him to Mitchie Dual Threat. So, Jerry, Jerry uh, has dubbed me Brock Osweiler when he plays the Bears. So, as long so as 360 you, plus right. yards, four touchdowns. That was Brocktober, the Brocket <laughs> Um So, there might be a little live stream of that game. Not sure. I don't know if anybody's going to watch that, but. Skinner Skinner likes the idea, so we're gonna let Skinner roll with it, I guess. No, nope. he can find um, a camera crew. <laughs> well, maybe we'll call Laura Rutledge. Hopefully, nobody yeah. smokes her on the sideline. Yeah, we know she can handle the uh, potential dangers of the job. Yep. So, uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll see you guys again next week. Uh, thanks for thanks for tuning in again.